Welcome to the RVA Returners Podcast, your weekly source for all things Final Fantasy TCG. Brought to you by Ultimate Guard. And as always, a big thank you to our patrons, Zachary, Jason, Dylan, Gregory, Sergio, Ryan, and Adam. But yeah, so that's all right, John. But I'm going to ask you to participate one more time. Oh, yeah. At least one more time. For the next episode of the RBA oh, Returns podcast, Wow, you, you, oh god, we're doing a podcast. We're doing a podcast today, dude. You just, you just snuck down a surprise <laughs> podcast. Wow, no, I'm just. <laughs> Thanks, oh Chris. I, I'm not. I should have worn a tie. I should have worn pants. Hey, look. It, uh, last Sunday at about this time, I was getting the surprise. So you know, you never know. That I'm waiting, is true. I'm waiting for Galloway's just gonna beat down the door. I'm waiting for us to start this one with like the lights turn off, <laughs> and then I just go, "What? <laughs> What's happening?" You cut yeah. the lights back on. I'm sitting next to you with a headset on, like a professional oh God, studio you, you get up, <laughs> Mr. Tesper style. You're already here. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> knock knock. Hey guys, yeah. is it okay if I come over? <laughs> yeah, why? Good. I'm outside. Oh, <laughs> oh, oh, oh. <laughs> come over. Yeah, knock knock knock. <laughs> yeah why oh what <laughs> you hear the toilet flush and i'm already in the bathroom hey guys <laughs> good i uh you were asleep i let myself in it's fine that window you're gonna need to fix door great security that window though you're gonna you're gonna need to fix that <laughs> the door's got some great oh my god oh chris i'm happy to oh, be but... here with you this morning Absolutely, man. We are back again. We're getting back to a bit of a normal recording schedule here. I, I know we were going to record a couple hours ago, actually, but you had gotten the uh, you had gotten the call to play your uh, recent League of Light match, which we'll we'll go into that. I got the call from um, Italy, dude. That's right. You got the the, the bat signal went up. Yeah. But um, you know, we'll get into that. We got a lot to talk about this week, John. We've got uh, Opus Fifteen spoilers are just they're just being bombarded. Just just. Get into the shelter quickly because they're coming too fast. Mm-hmm. And uh, I mean, obviously, uh, you know, a lot of it's coming from uh, Tokyo Game Show, which is um, happening this we weekend. I mean, every day is something of like Card Gamer Magazine and Tokyo Game Show, yep. right? Yeah, yeah. Which I'm excited because a lot I like a lot of what I've seen. There's some that just have me scratching my head, but for the most part, there's some cards that I really, really like. And of course, we're going to cover all that. And then on our main topic, we're going to kind of touch on. Some um, just kind of like how critical free play has become in this game, and you know we see some of that with some of these cards we're going to be talking about, and we're seeing it a lot more. Like it used to be uh something that was like one card here and maybe a card there, but now it's like if it's not playing something for free, is it worth playing? Right. So mm. we'll we'll do kind of a deeper dive into that. But John, most importantly, you know we've got our coffee here. This ain't coffee and bullshit. Not this week. But it's time for that simultaneous sip. Ooh, of course, dude. I'm ready ready for a little sip. Of course, ready? On three, one, Mm. and two. Mm. That is a good sip. And like I said, after going on a mile a minute, I'm your host, Chris Adams. And with me, as always, fresh coffee on the desk, badge, gun, you know it. He's armed to the teeth, ready to solve murders and crimes of all (laughs) types. I did. I actually, you know what? I did show you that picture of my conquistador, dude. I yeah, am, I'm armed oh, to the teeth. Oh, I'm telling you, man. John Quixote <laughs> is what I'm calling him. John moving Quixote. forward. Oh, guys. Hey, how is it going? Good morning. Happy to be Absolutely. here. Absolutely. John Schreiner, everybody. The man, the myth, the legend. Mm. But yeah, dude. 
we've, we've again we've got a lot to talk about again i'm really glad we're back on this um this more normal recording schedule you know things are getting back i don't want to say getting back to normal but things are a little bit more what am i trying to say like things have gotten a, a little closer to normal you know we've got an event coming up i mean by that i mean haunted hotel which we've talked about before and this is uh we'll dive into that a little bit more as well mm -hmm. but there's also um you know locals are very much a thing i still have not had a chance to go um mondays are tough for our locals because a lot of people like Mon mondays is just a really really hard day not just for me but for a lot of other people so like i think adam lane actually popped up once to hang out with curtis but i, I think right now it's mostly just like curtis mm -hmm. is coming every once in a while johnny can't get there um, some of our local battlegrounds guys that um started playing or coming, but like it's, Will I don't know how many people night? can do what. Will they let you change the night? I I think that's the the goal ultimately, but uh, battlegrounds is still running a very tight ship mm. in regards to how many people they have in. They're they're very very. They make sure on the days that they have events going on that they seem like they're really like, hey, if you're not here for the event, you can do this thing and this thing only, like. The the yeah, the, the war sense. gaming tables are all being used, so if you you can't come in for free play, mm. but you can come in and play on these card tables if you want to, that kind of thing. Mm -hmm. So they're still running a very which I completely understand and I completely respect. So I think eventually we'll be able to switch nights, and I know John, like you've got locals on Saturday, and I'll be coming down, uh, you know, on Halloween yeah, weekend, so We're I'll be able to off down here. I can't wait. I cannot wait to partake and see the gang down there again do a little you know grab grab some adult beverages afterwards that's and right just laugh of memories past but you know we'll we'll do a deeper dive into the goings-ons here in the uh the final fantasy trading card game community because john there's only one source of all that information it's wrapped up it's it's going to print john you know what it is i'm not even going to ask you i'm going to tell you it is the news <laughs> All right, first up, as always, John, take this podium. You know what it is. It's the Octagon State of the Union. All right, Chris, we have got uh, the State of the Union. The Octagon State of the Union, as always, uh, is good, dude. Things are grand. We have uh, just been firing off as usual. I know that we talked about having some of the... 3D printed deck boxes being added mm -hmm. to the prize wall last time. I now have some of those in my possession. They were sent Ooh, to how me. How are they? Uh, they're actually really nice, Chris. They've got like this hinge type style top. They're all printed mm -hmm. in one piece. Uh, the logo comes through pretty clean, you know. And uh, yeah, they're mm -hmm. they're like uh, you know like I'm gonna knock on this for you. See, they're pretty solid. Oh, that's like, heavy. That sounds yeah, heavy. Yeah, dude. They're um they're pretty good. Stop so, mugging with that. Yeah, I'm actually gonna take some of these with me. Um, as like little prizes to give out, maybe at Haunted Hotel, because I'll be doing some oh, gunslinging awesome. and stuff there. But some of these are great. I'm definitely going to keep a couple of them. I've got ones with our logo on it. I'll give you one of them. Awesome. I've got oh, one sweet. with a uh, with like an Ultros on it. I've got one with like a Cactuaroni making his crazy face on it, dude, because that's one of our emotes on the. Uh, on the so Twitch. when I come down for locals, on I'm just going to have my deck in a uh, wrapped in a rubber band. <laughs> dude, we used to joke um, about going to like a like a big tournament, like a Pokemon. Uh, tournament and showing up with like the cardboard damage counters that come in the starter deck like popped out yes and you're playing on like uh like one of the starter mats that comes the in the inserts thing. like the yeah, yeah, yeah. Insert. <laughs> and you have your deck in a ziploc bag and it's not sleeved 
and you like take it Dude. out and you're like i'm ready for my first tournament and you just destroy them <laughs> and you fucking bridge shuffle <laughs> and then you just are playing like a highly competitive deck yep <laughs> it's like, oiled out yeah man. yeah yeah just max rarity right <laughs> um, i love it we, I was saying, like, how far can you take it? Dude, the, like, the guy's got his, like, uh, the, the paper fold-up mat is laminated. Oh, of course. Of course. He's, he, like, went out and got it laminated. You can still see the creases and stuff. He's like, yeah, I thought this was a nice mat. You know, I know I'd be using it a lot, so I, I figured I'd get it taken care of. Top 8 easy. <laughs> but anyway, um, we also were reached out to recently by Jellyfish Guy, and he wants to offer some of his deck boxes that he makes, awesome. and those are the ones that, I don't know if you've seen them in the Facebook groups, are made with, like, Final Fantasy cards. Like, he, like, puts them together, and then he, like, kind of, like, uh, glues them all together into, like, a sheet, and then he can, like... Interesting. Then he, like, cuts the sheet in a way and folds it into, like, a deck box. So it's, oh, like, really he can make it out of any Final Fantasy card, like, foils or non-foils. Like, so some of them are, like, oh, it's all Layla's, and some of them are, like, oh, it's all different lightning cards, you know? Mm-hmm. Oh, it's all six characters. Like, you know, whatever you kind of want, uh, which is kind of neat of him. So that's awesome. We added that to the prize wall as well. Um, and yeah, I mean, I'm hoping that uh, this week, next week, maybe heats up a little bit, and because people practicing for haunted hotel. Yeah. But we will see. Uh, otherwise, you know, things are just going great. They're going smoothly. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, and also too, speaking of octagon, you and I are kind of bringing back a little coffee and bullshit here. That's right. We um, had it last week alternating. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. A little birth special birthday edition. <laughs> it was fun yeah. to actually jam some of the. Uh, you know, just jam some decks, see what's all about. I mean, I hadn't touched Octagon in a good while, so it was nice to, you know, knock the dust off of that. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, um, and we were playing our own bullshit, so it was kind of fun to just get to, like, test a couple of decks. And you exactly. got to find yeah. out why Doga is bullshit as you, uh, <laughs> as you tried the Doga deck, right? Or no, Veristil. Yeah, no, it was, it was Veristil. Yeah, Veristil. I was like, oh, yeah. I've, you got to... Literally, after like the first two turns, I was like, I've seen enough. I, I know how this deck works now. It's good. Well, you've just seen how, um, how explosive the aggro decks look these days. It's just, it's yeah. kind of, they are, uh, definitely different. That's well, sure. and it's funny. I was, I was telling, you know, when I was recording my podcast with Cody this week, I was telling him, you know, that I tried. I was playing Veristeel on Sunday. He he had not tuned in yet. He had tuned in like right after that. Oh yeah. And I told him about like you know like the the statistical anomaly where I was like I only hit one card off of like the second Veristeel, mm-hmm. and um, he was like, well, me and KP have actually been having that happen quite a bit this week. Like where Cody will play Veristeel and hit like four backups of the Oof. six in the deck, like shit like that was the, happening. The, to the him. luck has run dry, dude. They've uh, I guess they've yeah. He was just like well. this is. Yeah, Cody was like, "I'm not." They're already talking about making a couple like small changes just to improve the numbers even more. <laughs> they just uh, like Veristel just just like uh, like the, nobody's praying to him anymore, and he's just become weak. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> he's like, exactly. He needs them to. He needs like a like a faithful or, or like a large sacrifice or something, dude. He just, mm-hmm. We need to restore restore his power. Exactly. But yeah, uh, <laughs> As far as Octa got stated to you do, Chris, I don't, that's really all. I don't have any other uh, any other crazy news for you on that front. Oh well, good, good to hear. Glad things are the ship is on course as always. always. Yeah, um, and on. also too, John. Speaking of Octa, because I believe you played League of Light over Octagon. You yes, you sir. had your match before yeah. we started recording. How yeah. did uh? I took. How an, did that go? I took an L, dude. So I'm playing. Yeah, uh, I didn't know what my opponent would be playing this round. My <laughs> opponents for the past few rounds have been wildly predictable like uh you know like a clock dude mm-hmm. 
<clears throat> and uh, this one I wasn't sure, so I actually slightly detect. I was like over the top teched against Doga. Uh -huh. I slightly detect, and then it was another Doga match. So oh, not as no. fortunate as it was in the the previous match. I actually had like a couple, uh, just like you know, I, I'm a like a lighter dark card kind of like. Eh, like sometimes I just don't play them because of how weird it is when i i will always find myself in those situations where i'm like i just end up with it early or i need two more cp or you know mm -hmm. but still i get it like most of them are just so good right like you play one but that drawback of them not being cp is you know yeah it's certainly not nothing and i saw kadaja my opening hand after the mulligan in game one which is like i you know i have to play them early which isn't always the worst but the whole point of the Kadaj in this is to get rid of the Sophies. When you play him that early, yep. he can just kind of get rid of some summons, but they can deal with them. And then, um, then in the second game, I just uh, I had a chance to like reset, but he had a really good start as always, and and uh, I just you know it didn't get there. It happens. Monks, or sorry, uh, Dog is very explosive. Even though I think Monks is a very good matchup against it, um, you know he played it well. He knew what he was doing. And, uh, yeah, I probably could have put two of those cuts back in <laughs> if yeah, I had well, known. That's... You know, it is what it is. But no, Absolutely. And uh, there's, what, one more Swiss round left after Yeah, this? there's one more Swiss round. Uh, I might be in either way. I don't think so. I think I have to win this next one. So we'll see. Okay. But, yeah. Well, keep us in the loop, John. Of course I, of course. I love it. I love it. But it's good practice because coming up in, what, a month, less than a month, about three weeks from now, I believe? Or is it sooner than that? For what? Haunted Hotel? Uh, Haunted Hotel. Haunted I Hotel guess. is in two weeks, bro. Yeah, wow, okay. Yeah, that's actually the weekend I'm gonna be uh I'm gonna be gone for uh my anniversary. Yeah. So yeah, that's gonna be awesome. Do you uh do you have you narrowed down what you're gonna play or because you're you're going to play or are you going to like commentate? I'm doing commentary, Chris. Okay, gotcha. <laughs> now if you were playing, John, what would you be playing? Monks. Monks? Yeah, snap answer. yeah, hundred percent. I'll be playing monks. Interesting. Yep. So it's, you betrayed uh, the pirates. Okay, fine. Well, no, pirates is fine, dude. I, I've been playing pirates at locals actually, but um, because it's a tournament like this, <clears throat> because people are just you're playing to prize right mm -hmm. more than you are at locals. Even though at locals you want to win, right? This is mm -hmm. like you're playing a top cut. It's just gonna there's just gonna be a lot of Doga and Varicel type of players, man. Because yep. aggro <clears throat> is king, still king right it's now. It's not even that. It's not even that. It's that. I don't know, how do you say this in not a mean way? Because there's definitely good players who play, and, and that doesn't take anything away from them. But, like, mm -hmm. it also, <clears throat> those types of strategies... You're hedging can, your bets, basically. They can win games for people. Like, they can steal games, is I guess what I'm trying to yeah. say. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. So no, That uh, makes perfect sense. And that's not, I, it's really weird to say something like that, because it's like, it's not everybody. It's like, not you, listener, who got offended that I said that about Doga. It's just that's the nature of aggro, right? Is I would say most aggro decks are trying to steal games. Yeah, uh, why, if in a best in a best of one environment, yeah. why would you not play the deck that can consistently do that? Yeah. Right. So it's yeah, like no, it makes perfect sense. I uh, I think monks is a great matchup against that. Good matchup against everything else. Can play a nice fair game against pretty much every deck in the field. Mm -hmm. And um, yeah, I would certainly be tweaking it towards expecting to see a lot of that style of deck yep. doga stuff um yep. but for sure i'd be playing pirates if i was going yeah if i was in, going and playing i would definitely be doing that i think in top cut you will see uh you will see monks you will see uh -huh. doga yep 
it probably Bear still has been less popular, but I could see it. Mm -hmm. And uh, I think there's going to be like a bunch of people doing like weird earth wind or wind water or yep. wind water or whatever, you know, like some kind of just like mega value hyper return my stuff to hand, do all this crazy whatever yep. uh, deck. Um, I would also like to see, and maybe I think we will see ice wind return because ice wind yep. didn't really get worse. People were like bored of it a little bit. And like, there are definitely people who have been like in the mines, like figuring out what it looks like now. And I think it's pretty consistent and pretty scary. So we can see that yep, well. And I, I think it implements a lot more of how like mono wind is playing now with like mm. the Rosa and things like mm -hmm, that, where you're mm -hmm. casting three to five cards yes. a turn and reaping all those benefits. Exactly. Um, so yeah, I agree with you. I, I think it's almost, it's almost all wind with like lock yeah, maybe yeah. at this mm -hmm. point. Right. But I will be gunslinging. I will be bringing pirates. I will be bringing monks. I will be bringing ultros. The Yokohama Flim Flam, huh? Yeah. And I'll have a couple other weirdo decks on me. But um, please, you know, feel free to come jam. I'll have prizes to give people. Um, hopefully doing some of that on at least day two. Yeah, we'll be, we'll be hanging out. We'll, yeah. be doing, we'll be doing a good time down there. That's what I like about going to those kinds of events. It was just getting to play against, like, all the people, you know? It's Absolutely. like having a beer together, dude. Just sitting down and jamming a game. Absolutely, and uh, I make sure you 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 put on your 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 hugging shirt because I want you to give everybody there a hug from me because I will not be there. Chris, I will absolutely do my best to to live for both of us. Please do. I'll be living vicariously <laughs> through you, but I'll also be having an awesome time with my wife. Of course, dude. I mean, and congratulations on that, Manny. Indeed. Thank you, man. That You're was too. such a good time. I love that, dude. That was a. Uh... Yeah, it's gonna be a lot of fun, and you'll get to see her because she's coming with me when we come, when course, I come down buddy. and visit. Yeah, it'll be a good time. I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna bring her a deck, and I'm gonna force her to play in locals. Hell yeah, <laughs> dude! Ryan's wife came it to play in locals the other day. Who did? Ryan's wife. No shit. Yeah, dude, she played Doga. Hell yeah. Yeah, Mrs. Galloway, dude, out there just slinging. Mrs. Foreman herself. Mrs. The Mrs. Foreman, dude. <laughs> yes. Yeah. I'm impressed. You you do such great work, <laughs> Mrs. Foreman. She's like, hey, I love know. it. I love it. But John, let's get to the meat, the meat of this news. We've got spoilers, 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 and more. But no, actually, no. I want, I want to curb that for a second. I want to, before we get to that, I want to kind of talk about this timeline first. Because mm -hmm. um, at TGS, they they showed um, like a release timeline up, basically up through 2022, from the looks of it, and it's uh it's pretty normal. I mean, it's nothing really blowing me away. Um, a lot of these we've already, you know, we can start there, John. 2021, you know, we know the Shinra, you know, Avalanche two-player sets coming out. We talked about that, you know, pretty ad nauseum the last couple of casts. Um, then we know November is Opus 15. I refuse to call it Crystal Dominion. I'm going to call it Opus 15 because <laughs> at 15 sets in, it is what it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Then going right into 2022... It looks like in February is when we're going to get the the Build a Bear starter deck, that Category Ten uh, Triple <laughs> Build a Bear starter deck. Yeah, yeah, the Build a Bear. Yep, and then on then in March we get uh, Opus Sixteen, which is called Emissaries of Light. And then in May, this is what I wanted to touch on. In May, we're getting this really cool anniversary collection, and this is this is the anniversary collection that has all the awesome reprints in it. Is that is that what, like the little squall box with yeah. all the reprints in it? Yeah, That's yeah, what this yeah, is. Yeah. Okay, it's not not some bullshit binder this time. It's a uh, <laughs> it is a a legit anniversary collection where we're seeing pretty solid reprints here. Like I don't think they're foil, 
but we're getting full art reprints of some really much needed reprinted cards, right? Yeah, uh, they're almost all like highly playable legends, and I think yeah, there's two in every color. I know color. there's Chantoto, I think Ritz. It's um, Chantoto and Gabranth. Yeah, Gabranth. Yeah, which when, alone, right there, that alone is worth buying it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's uh, it's Chantoto and Gabranth. It's Ritz and Ishtola. Mm-hmm. It's Zidane and Opus Twelve Ash. It's mm-hmm. the the water Zidane that like he hits yep. the draws two cards. Uh, it's OG Golbez and mm-hmm. oh damn, what's the other Lightning Legend? Hmm. Like, is it Lightning? Is it actual Lightning? I don't know. It might be. There's a. Uh, it's Renoa. Yeah, which is cards. also fucking. The huge. Renoa and the Gabranth are enormous. They're they're both like forty plus dollar cards. Yeah. So it's really big that players can get those. I think that honestly, the only thing that's stopping Lena from being one of the cards in this is, is she's just got a a legacy reprint, right? No, I mean, there's that, but like, so did Chantoto, right? So yeah, I think true. what it is is that this product, a product like this, has to get finalized like pretty far mm-hmm. ahead of time to get all these things like printed and the box made and everything like that. Mm-hmm. Like on the actual back end, getting this together takes a lot. So yep. I think that. It's mostly just that this card um, or this this set was made right before Opus Twelve came out, and Lena like exploded from like an eleven dollar yeah. card to like a forty plus dollar card that all of a sudden mm-hmm. there was a shortage of. Yep. So I think that that's really the the thing there um, why there's a Zidane because it's kind of just like oh man we have to pick another water legend that's uh, relevant and expensive question mark yeah <laughs> it's like uh oh uh, maybe that highlighted kind of how water legends need. Need a little bit of a come up. Yeah, because... I, w- I wouldn't have hated Zidane or Cloud of Darkness. I think either one of those mm-hmm. would have been fine. Truthfully. I think both of them are just kind of like eleven-ish bucks, though. Right? Or like, yeah. you know, they're not like these forty-dollar legends that they're trying to print on these other colors. So, um, exactly. Zidane, I'd imagine, is highly accessible. Cloud of Darkness, yeah, maybe is old enough. I'd like to see that. Um, and mm-hmm. a full art on that would be really cool. That, that, that's really what I was getting at. I think a Cloud of Darkness full art would be pretty sick. Um, just because that art already takes up the entire card. I... I think it just extending that would be really cool. Um, so yeah, I think that's a really neat product. And I, of all the things on here, that's the one that's really got me zeroed in. Um, then in June, we've got the next starter set, which is a Golbez versus Cecil, which mm-hmm. is really cool. Uh, then we've got Opus 17, it looks like. And then we've got, um, yeah, 15, 16, 17. Then we've got a Noctis versus Arden starter deck. And then we've got Opus 18. So yeah, I think there's a starter deck that is in both of those sets basically so it looks like there's a 15.5 a 16.5 a 17.5 you know what i mean yeah which is fine i mean i like you Mm -hmm. know we kind of talked about this before we started recording most other games when a a, a set comes out there's usually some sort of companion starter deck for it right Mm -hmm. and that's really what that's what these are you know i think these are just better products than the old like the three we would get like an opus one opus five and what was it opus eight yeah. That yeah, I think these are just better products. It's a great opportunity for much needed reprints. Um Yeah, cuz that reprint box that also comes with new cards. Yeah. And there's it, like a fire squall in there, isn't there? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So there's a new squall, there's a um god, I want to say uh lightning. Mhm. Right? And then is there like the Noctis or whatever in there? I think so. Yeah. Hold on, let me pull it up. Um, and by the way, the ones that we missed in there, it's Fusoya, Opus 9 Fusoya is a legend, so he also got the Legacy reprint, and he's still in there. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and uh, Fire got Opus 8 Cloud, Box Topper Cloud, 
Oh, so that's yeah. it. Fire only got one, and Wind got three. They got Diabolos again. Oh, wow. So interesting. But that's yeah. interesting. That is an interesting uh, uh, choice. Oh, no, it's not Noctisari. It's uh, the cards are going to be Squall, Unit, and Lightning. Yep. Uh, and and also there's going to be a Fire and Water 50-card pre-constructed deck that comes with all of those reprints of the full art. Uh, that's legends. really cool. Yeah, so it's going to have... It says 200 random reprints from Opus 1 to Opus 12. Holy shit. Three copies of one exclusive promo card, full art foil, and rule sheet and paper play mat. And the promo cards are Unit and Titus, which is a, a double card. Yeah, our Unit first one, by the yeah, way. Full art we'll, premium. we'll read what that does here in a second. And then uh, Squall times three, Unit times three, and Lightning times three, all new promo cards. That's awesome. Uh, that is yeah. awesome. So, John, to segue us into the spoilers, why don't we start with that, uh, that Titus and Yuna, our first dual name card. Absolutely, sir. Let me get that one pulled here for us. Titus and Yuna sitting in a tree. S W I M M I N G. They're swimming. All right. Uh, oh no, this is. I've pulled up the wrong Titus. Hold on. This is the. Uh, there's so the many Titus, Titus and Yuna cards coming out now. All of a I sudden. Know. That's all right. I know where to find him. All right. Exactly. Yeah, I know exactly where to find him. Zip, zap, zooey. Scroll, 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 scroll. Please bear with us. Okay, Unit and Titus is a two-drop wind-water dual element card. Mm -hmm. So I guess we are still getting more of those, which is interesting. Um, They're a dual job as well as yep. a dual character card. So they are Summoner slash Guardian, Unit and Titus. Unit and Titus is also card named Unit and card named Titus in all situations. The category anniversary forwards other than unit and Titus you control gain this forward can attack three times in the same turn. Man, time to dust off those bent up Sid of Clan, uh, Clan Gully cards, yeah. didn't it? Sid of Clan Gully <laughs> and the um, the Warrior of Light light card. Yeah, yeah, and unit and Titus um, is showing a new format. And Chris, boy, I hate this format. It, and they moved the dual job like above and to the right, so it's like on top Ooh. of where it says anniversary. And I think that's because if it would like block you in his face in a weird way, I don't know, but it looks weird. weird. And then and they now on the bottom it says what the card elements are in like parentheses in case I don't know when you like you don't know <laughs> you have trouble with the colors. I don't know. Uh, so it it says card elements win water for some reason. So we we put this like extra text on our full art card, but hey, you know. It's yeah, on there it's, now. It, it's weird, but you know, that's kind of neat that we're you know one of the things we're getting in this new set, in addition to crystals or coming up because this was kind of looks like this is the precursor to that, right? Though, though I guess I guess technically the set fifteen is the precursor to yes. that anniversary box. Um, but dual jobs, and that's a good way to segue into the first crop of uh, spoilers here, John, which come from the the Card Gamer magazine. Yeah. Um. We've got some translations here, um, and, and boy, I guess these cards are gorgeous. By the I, way, I love them. I, beautiful art, beautiful. Um, so I think let's go ahead and just start going down the line, John. I'm gonna start here with Bart's. Sure. Now I, I'm trying. Um, refresh me. Who gave us these translations? Uh, I is it from our usual sources? I want to say that we have like the English ones, but maybe not. I, I've seen a I've seen a couple. Like I've seen the kites in English. Uh yeah, I'm pretty sure that they we have pictures of these somewhere. Mm -hmm. Let me look. 
Let me... Yeah, because I've only seen I've only seen the Japanese pictures. But you know, while you're looking that up, we're just gonna go ahead and start with Bartz. He is a uh, four CP win forward. Um, he's an eight K EX burst, and he is dual job. He is job traveler and warrior of light. So we're already seeing that dual job. Just it, it's kind of a thing here, which I I really really like. I'm glad to see that we're. Before I even start getting into the cards, I, the idea of a dual job just really creates so much more flexibility. Yeah, um, and I'm also a huge it lets, fan. It lets Long them, overdue. Like, do whatever they want with these weird, dumb flavor jobs, and also have a yeah, job like that's job like girl, like job wanderer. <laughs> yeah, but then also have just a relevant job so that we're not wasting that uh, that yes. design space. It's like a brilliant. Yeah, no more. God, that, I wish this was a this. You know what I mean? If only this worked with all these other cards that were like it. Yeah. Exactly. So Bart's is EX versus when a job warrior of light besides Bart's enters your field, gain a crystal. So we're already seeing use of the new mechanic. And then it says if you have a crystal, Bart's gains plus 2000 power. So he becomes a 4 CP 10K. Then when a job warrior of light you control is put from the field into the break zone, you may pay three crystals. If you do so, just play it onto the field. This ability only activates once per turn. What a neat card. Yeah, that card is so cool. So I think yeah. it's awesome because Bartz has... There's a Warrior of Light Bartz, but it only cares if you have like a bajillion Bartzes, right? Mm -hmm. And Bartz, as a Warrior of Light, is like, man, that's such a cool synergy line for the Warrior of Light decks, but it never yep. really like gave them much besides the fact that he technically was another Warrior of Light. It's awesome mm -hmm. that this just works with that whole tribe, makes the wind part of the tribe more interesting, and... Yep. uh yeah, a really, really cool piece for a uh, wall comeback. Yep, and it, and it makes your, your important pieces a little bit more sticky and threatening. Like, like Ferris, you know, Ferris, yeah. you just had to mm -hmm. kill her three times, maybe four with Lena. Now it's like, you're locked and loaded with crystals. Are you going to kill Ferris? Are you going to, you know, she's just going to, she's just going to come right back mm -hmm. and trigger herself again. You know what I mean? Yeah. Which I think is really cool. Um, next up, we've got a new Noctis. He's a light forward this time. He's a 2CP 6K job prince. Uh, really cool text here. Noctis can form parties with, uh, with forwards of any color. Um, when a party you control attacks, choose one of the following. If there are three or more forwards in the party, choose two of the following instead. And we got some, some great options here. Choose a forward, deal it 8,000 damage. Choose a monster, break it. Choose a character, dull and freeze it until the end of the turn. Noctis gains haste or draw a card. Which is so awesome because now you can play Noctis, form a party, do a thing, play Noctis, give him haste, and then, you know what I mean? Like, there's a lot of really cool stuff here. Because um, what I really like is that the, these can trigger multiple times. If you form two parties, you're going to get to do this twice. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, really solid card. Uh, yeah, I just love that he's a light 2CP prince as well. Yep, that's um, a super relevant job. Yeah, because also like the prince tutor is in water, and water is the deck that loves party attack stuff. And um, yeah, I think that this is easy to <laughs> enable for how kind of crazy his options are. And the fact that he has five things to choose from is wild. Yeah, there's a lot of a lot of flexibility with that card. So I, I, I love light and dark cards that give us that level of flexibility and you know he's super tutorable you know in this game obviously um just a lot of neat stuff happening there big fan of that card mm -hmm. um next up john i think i believe this furion is a legend if i'm not mistaken he sure is 
Yep, so he's a 3CP Fire Ford, New Furion, Job Warrior, and Rebel. So Thank again, God, dude, got... perfect. Yes. yes. Thank absolutely. you. <laughs> so perfect. Um, so when Furion enters the field, you may pay one crystal. When you do so, draw a card, and Furion gains 1k power, haste, and first strike. This effect does not end at the end of the turn, so he become permanently becomes an 8k haste first strike. Awesome. For 3CP and a crystal. Um, and then for one crystal, I guess it's just a, an action ability. Therion gains 3,000 power till the end of the turn. So clearly he is very locked into the crystal mechanic. But I mean, I figure once you get the once you get the one crystal, you feel pretty good about this card. Yeah, I mean, you're like, I'll draw a card back, which is yep. really, if it was just plus 1,000 power haste first strike, I don't think it would be worth it. Getting the card back is like really, really yeah. cool. I agree. I agree. Next up, we got a, a, a fun card. We got a lock here. He is a 5CP Ice Forward, 9K EX Burst, Job Treasure Hunter, the only job that you need if you're locked. Um, and his, his ability is if you control two or more Category 6 characters, the cost to cast lock is reduced by one, which is awesome. Uh, EX Burst, when you cast a Category 6 card, reveal the top card of your deck. If it is a Category 6 character card, add it to your hand. If if it's not a category six character card, put it in the break zone. I don't uh, know. Oh. I like this card okay, but I, I mean, obviously, if you're playing category six, it's really, really hard to overlook the lock that has been just carrying the weight of that deck since Opus 4. So I don't know. What do you think? Uh, like you said, it's always hard to replace lock. Um, I'm right. glad that that's like the if, most irreplaceable card in the deck. I, I don't, I don't know why they're like hung up on this, um, this like six synergy with mm-hmm. Nymphs and the light lock. I don't know what the uh, flavor there is, but you know, know, hey, it's okay. Uh, so he's, you know, all right, ice five drops that are nine Ks. This is been, this is an age old type of card, but he's got the ex in the corner, which is nice. Yeah. Um, and you get to reduce the cost on them. It's probably always going to happen. So you look at, okay, what do I get for having two six characters out? I can get a three drop 7k that discards a card on entry, or I can mm-hmm. get a four drop 9k that uh, that is like this engine going forward. But then after you already have two six characters in play, if you also have lock out already, and then you play more category six cards... <laughs> You yeah. can reveal the top card of your deck. And then if that's also a Category 6 character, you could mm-hmm. add it to your hand. Or you put it in the break zone. So it's like, if you're... You have to have such a critical mass of 6 cards, because it's like, mm-hmm. the ones that are in play and the one that you're casting mm-hmm. like are taking away from the fact that there might be one on the top. So it's mm-hmm. just like, I don't know, man. They would have to release an awful lot more 6 cards. For this guy to be cool, and in that world, I still don't know that he beats out the other guy. Um, That's what I'm saying. I you you hit the nail right on the head. I agree with you 100. percent the The four CP lock is a real hard one to replace. Um, next up, we got a summon, a new Diabolos. It's a one CP win summon. Uh, choose a forward. Its power becomes three thousand until the end of the turn. This turn, if you have cast four, if you have cast four or more cards mm-hmm. all forwards powers become 3000 until the end of the turn instead it's actually a really good card yeah i agree i agree it's just such a well a it's a super neat combat trick mm-hmm. um and obviously this fits in those decks we were talking about earlier where you're casting four or five cards a turn you know you i mean obviously i don't think you want to turn all of your forwards into 3k's but 
Yeah, but I, I think you're only doing it if you're wiping the board, right? Yes, I agree. I yeah. agree. And this is... Um, remember how we talk, we talk about, like, Fina Valfour isn't enough anymore? Yep. Like, this makes both Fina and Valfour enough. It's another yeah, piece. absolutely. But at least there's a two-card combo for win to board wipe again. And people might be like, win doesn't need that. Well, you know what? I feel like this is enough of a, like, not good all the time kind of thing. Like, Valfour yep. was good all the time. Because, you know, let's be real. It was very easy to get Yuna out. Um, mm -hmm. I still think there's a significant deck-building cost to including this and having that strategy going these days. So I think this is cool. I like it. I agree. Next up, we've got Gilgamesh. He is an Earth forward. Uh, 3CP, 7K. That's kind of weird. Uh, job, I believe, is Praetor. Uh, yeah, Praetorian it'll probably be. in. Uh, Praetorian, yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, You're right. uh, this guy is never in Earth, bro. Yeah, that's really neat to see him in a new color. Mm -hmm. And he uh, he has a couple, some, some neat abilities here. He has Dull, put Gilgamesh in the break zone, search for one card named Gilgamesh of cost five or less, and play it on the field. Pretty good! That's pretty okay. And then at damage three, when Gilgamesh is put from the field in the break zone, choose a backup of cost four or more, and opponent controls and break it. And at damage five, when Gilgamesh is put from the field into the break zone, choose one forward of cost four or more, opponent controls and break it. So the dream this card's is really, really solid. Yeah, the dream is on damage five, you break your Gilgamesh and you search for a Gilgamesh and play it on the field, and then also break one of their backups and one of their forwards. So I guess my question is, John. Does mm -hmm. this allow me to play Spaghetti Gilgamesh again? Uh, Chris, I bet you, you 100% you could play Spaghetti Gilgamesh, and it's going to be Earth Lightning, so that seems like you are uh, as right up your alley there, dude. You know, I, I love me some Spaghetti. You play this guy, you play Spaghetti Gilgamesh, you play you break this guy just to play the big uh, Mobius Gilgamesh for free. Yeah. Then, then you, you blow a guy up. Else. Yeah, and then you uh, <laughs> blow a guy up, and then you play your Regis that you like. You know, yeah, but yeah, you do, uh, you do all this crazy stuff. I think this is really neat. He's a really neat card. He's just a rare. He's, uh, he's yeah, very that's like really, really good. He's like people build a whole deck around how cool that guy is. Uh, Waiter, there's a Regis in be... my spaghetti. Yeah. I, I don't know how competitive he ends up being because his uh, downside is that he has to be out for a turn and then dole yeah. and do the thing and like, you know, all that stuff only happens at damage five. He's still good. Do earlier, we know what category but... he is? Yeah, he's a uh, five. Category five, okay. five. Yep. Okay. Gotcha. Yeah, we'll see. I think he, he has a lot of good words on his yeah, card. He does. And uh, speaking of Regis, uh, this next card I actually really, really like. It's a new Regis. Speaking of good um, words. Absolutely. Uh, 4 CP Lightning Forward 8K, Job King. Hail to the King, baby. Um, the cost required for you to cast Job King's Glaive is reduced by one, already paying dividends. Um, when Regis is chosen by your opponent's summons or abilities, you may p put one Kingsglaive you control in the break zone. If you do, cancel the summon or ability. Um, Flavor, dude. Wow. Big time. And then at damage three, Regis gains 1,000 power. You know, the other Regis is very, very good. I still very much like this one as well. Yeah, dude. This guy is, uh, he's not like this part of this weird combo. Yeah. He's he just... just comes down, make sure Nick's cost three, make sure, uh, basically make With sure Libra's cost dude, two. Things, things are getting a little weird. That's what know? I'm saying, dude. Yeah. Imagine playing Libertus for th for basically one, because you're going to untap two when you get your Nick's back. Um, if you have Glauca out, obviously. Um, but that that's all very, very doable. Um, I feel like, and then just being able to, like, have Nick's out and break your... Uh, your um, your crow and your i forget the other backup's name 
Uh, Lu Luce. Luce. Break Luce, which you get a you know to to stop a summon, and then you'll get a uh, a Nyx trigger. You know what I mean? Like there's some yeah. really neat synergy happening there. Yeah, it's a it definitely breathes new life into that Kingsglaive package in that deck. Absolutely, because um, I'm still very, very high on those cards. I like those cards a lot, and it's going to be really, really nice to see that. I'm also um, curious again. if we see a new Kingsglaive or like some new versions of those guys. Um, yeah, since he's <clears> in this set here, I could easily see that. Um, now, next up, John, we've got a. Uh, I love the summon, dude. Dude, so good, and it's going to be. Uh, we, Lonnie's got a new best friend here. We've got a Mind Flare, four parentheses three CP Water Summon. I'm going unit implications here. Um, Look at the top two cards of opponent's deck. Choose one card among them and remove it from the game and put the remaining card on the bottom of your opponent's deck. This turn, you can cast the remove card without paying its cost. Holy shit. I love this card, bro. This card's so it's cool. It's so good. Yeah. You know what's real sick too, John? What's Just that? Just the I, I, You know, obviously I like the idea of playing this in like either wind water or splashing this somewhere. Like I would love to like play a Typhon. You know, do the thing, mm -hmm. and then, like, that forward you put back, you can play Mind Flayer and just take it and play it. Yeah, that's mine. You know what I mean? Do some, that's mine some crazy opponent manipulation. This card's insane. <laughs> you played this, I played this. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, Dude, this card's really, really good. I love good. it, Obviously, dude. You can manipulate the top of their deck with, like, very few things, but there are some things that let you do it. Um, yep. You don't even have to manipulate. The fact that you can always just play the card without paying the cost means you don't have to really do anything weird. You'll always be able to like use the card. Yep, right? and it's not like a crazy YOLO type card where Lonnie sometimes can feel kind of YOLO, right? This, you get a choice. There's a lot of ways to discount Water Summon, too. That's also, what I'm saying. Um, you know, you can uh, definitely uh, make this part of a mill strategy, just going to say that. Yeah. No, definitely. Uh, you're getting rid of two cards from their deck when using this basically if you cast mm -hmm. the thing and you remove the one from the game mm, yeah yeah really uh, really solid big big man i can't wait to see what people do with that yeah all right next up we got another lightning forward we have our gal lady lilith yeah, um dude. yep two cp lightning forward 5k job uh, i believe it's just lady lilith her job is indeed lady lilith dude that's her man. job that's she, she is she was born for this job self-employed <laughs> and she has a uh she has an ability here remove <laughs> she's at home selling the selling the uh the, what is it she's lady lilith selling lululemon uh you know leggings oh my god lilith's lulu leggings it. dude she's out there oh she's, my god the she's... lulu leggings lady lilith lulu <laughs> i fucking love it all right she's uh -huh. out there just uh she's part of this big old pyramid not a pyramid scheme what is it funnel system yes yeah, it's like the uh, it's like the the shit that Sweet D was selling with saying. the maniac. What is, it, what is it called? It's like a something funnel system. Invigoron. <laughs> yeah, and he's like turn it upside down. Shit. <laughs> it's just a pyramid. I love it. I fucking love it. The Lady Lilith health system, Invigoron. Dude, oh man, um, yeah, she's out here just being her herself. Yeah. Anyway, well, and he, and here's the scheme, right? So remove a four besides Lady Lilith from the <laughs> game. The gain a crystal. You can only use this ability once per turn, but you can choose a lightning for you can pay that crystal that you just earned, John, mm -hmm. to give a lightning forward haste until the end of the turn. How about that? Yeah, it just it pays for itself. And then for two crystals, Chris. Oh yeah, for two crystals, for two crystals, choose a forward of cost five or less and break it. You can basically remove two of your forwards to break one of their guys. 
And I, I mean, love there's other it. ways it's, to it's gain a... crystals, right? So, so crystals are independent of the character. I think that's important yep. to note. They're just like tokens. And I love, I love the funnel system she has on her card. You have a two crystal ability, yeah. a one crystal ability, and the cost to get the crystal. You got to buy the product so you can sell it, John. That's right, dude. She's got the whole. She's got the whole system going, dude. She's got mid-level management, dude. They're in there. They're, those are the cards that are going. She's removing from the game, dude. That's... Lady Lilith is asking, "What do I do with my feet?" The cards that she's removing from the game, dude. They're they're out there working hard. They're having parties. They're hosting parties. They're selling and they're getting. They're making the crystals and they're sending them back to Lady Lilith. And she's just right. raking them in and just... spending them left and At right. The end, somehow she gets a Ferrari. That's right. I love it. I love it. Uh, speaking of I, cards, I love John. This next one. Oh, oh, jump start my heart here, John. We got a new kites. Oh my god, um, I love him. One, dude, this card's so good. He's a one CP win forward, cost three K, just like the other one. Job Sky Pirate. Mwah, you know I love that. Um, he has an ability: remove kites from the game. Choose one Sky Pirate you control. Remove it from the game at the end of the turn. Return it to the field. John. Until this last set, I would have said this is the stupidest fucking card ever. But now it is super relevant. Yeah, man. Uh, getting Bond to just replay, and so you go into the end of your turn with all of your backups activated, and yet another yep. forward presented. And the fact that mm -hmm. uh, dude, he just has like this this like flash protection, like literally, mm -hmm. uh, you know, hide for Bond. Uh, That's what I'm saying. Cool. Yeah, and then also uh, the much more relevant thing to like keep resurrecting, like you can play the sky off of the Balthier, right? You can just play it right onto the field with Vaughn immediately and then use mm -hmm. it that turn and just double Vaughn that turn to get set up. Um, exactly. And also just the fact that like, you know, you go into these Vaughn decks, you just play like Fiona as a backup, right? Yep. Like the character searcher. And then mm -hmm. you like kites and then Vaughn comes in, plays another thing, draws you a card, activates the backups again at the end of your opponent's turn, you search for whatever character. Yeah, it's just... It's gross. Yep. And even even like if you look at it from like a defensive standpoint, right? Like, you know, you're you go into combat, you say you got Vaughn or Balthier out. You mm -hmm. you block with the Vaughn, you pop the kites, pitch it away, then the next attack, you block with Elza, pitch the Elza, and into the turn, Vaughn comes back or Balthier, you get the Elza back. So basically for one CP, I've stopped two attacks. Put two, given two forwards, basically pseudo haste, and I've drawn a card. Yeah, it's um, Kites is pretty nuts. Thank God yeah, he removes himself from the game because yeah, he, uh, which is very fair. It means I got to go play three kites instead of just the one kites I'm playing now. <laughs> yep, which I think is fine. Um, mm -hmm. I I think I, even if you don't necessarily need to play the three, I think I think you could get away with two depending on your list. But I feel like. This card's so good because you don't mind pitching it early for CP because of the ball theory implications. Um, this card just does a lot for that deck. Um, and I don't think you're really losing anything by, you know, maybe tinkering with a number, dropping a card here, you know, dropping a card. Because really you're only, you know, I only I play one kites in my list currently. You're really only freeing up one or two spaces, right? <clears throat> yeah, it's, so. uh, but still, you know, I think in general, uh, the saturation of pirates in your pirate deck will be mm -hmm. much higher, especially yep. with this next guy. Yep, so we got that. And then the next card, uh, like you said, we got a new Pinello. Um, she's a 2CP water forward, uh, mm -hmm. 5K power, job dancer, and sky pirate. John, it took fucking 15 sets, but we finally got our sky pirate Pinello. 
fuck. She's here, dude, and she's like, <laughs> she's showing that booty. Like, <laughs> these cards. Oh man, that booty. What is dude, with she's... this pose, dude? <laughs> dude, I, 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 Glamour Marsh started it. Yeah. And then like everybody else is just doing. It's it. like who wore I, it the better? The artist who wore loves this pose. Yeah. The artist loves this pose, but uh, Pinello's pretty good. Uh, so, so for five. Um, granted, the cost of this ability is reduced by one for each Sky Pirate you control other than Pinello. So, and which can be reduced to zero, by the way. So, yeah. Yeah, um, yeah. this ability can only be activated once per turn. Choose a Sky Pirate you control besides Pinello until the end of the turn. Is forward cannot be chosen by your summons or abilities. Well, you choose one of the following. Mm -hmm. um, choose a Sky Pirate you control besides Pinello until the end of the turn. It can't be chosen by your opponent's abilities. Choose a forward, it gets minus 3k power till the end of the turn, or draw a card. Mm -hmm. Like, she could basically be a free draw card. She's, even with just Tomaj on the backup line, she's going to cost four. I will gladly, you know, it's, I will gladly, like, if, if I do, like, the Vaughn Kites thing at the end of my opponent's turn, I've got Pinello out, I'll tap four draw a card going back into my turn. I'll totally fucking do that. This is an insane way to just, uh, just accelerate like the pirate yep. stuff and just like more cross synergies. It's another good revival target or playing target for Vaughn. And uh, yeah, just another a good, it's target a great investment. The... Yeah, yeah. And a great investment for all that CP that uh, that he, or sorry, that you're regenerating in this color for sure. Exactly. Now, granted, you do lose access to the Pinello backup, uh, either any one of them, the four drop, the three drop. But I don't think you care too much. Yes, you do lose maybe some tutor ability, you know, if you're unable to tutor Vaughn out of the deck. Um, so may maybe you, I don't know, it it's it's really tough. I, I don't know if I'm going to play this card or not, but I think that deck already has such a super flexible backup line that you could, fi you could find an excuse to play her in this deck. Um, I'm, I, I don't know if I would yet, just because I really like the 4CP Pinello. Like, that's a great turn one play for the build that I play to either get the Vaughn or the Balthier or the Elza, if, you know, depending on what I have in my hand. But I like this card a lot. Yeah, um, honestly, like, I was sitting there thinking, what would push me off the Pinellos that can search for Vaughn? Like, mm -hmm. what could possibly push me off those Pinellos? Oh, yeah, that's good. Yeah, it just has synergy on every with every every single thing the Sky Pirates mm -hmm. deck is doing. You get rewarded for every Sky Pirate you play, and you don't have to hit a critical mass, right? So it's not like Tomaj has to have three of the right forwards out. It's just an always mm -hmm. better, and it plays off of all the best Sky Pirate cards. It's exactly. perfect. It's perfect. Yep. There's there's I have I have zero downside to this card other than the fact that she's named Pinello. That that's it, and that's and that's such a bullshit downside. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. All right. Next up, we got a um, we've got a new Hecaton chair. The chair is back. It's a five CP summon. Them them legs, Cecil quality legs here. Um, it's a five CP Earth summon. You can only cast Hecaton chair on your turn. Deal eight K to all forwards. Fuck yeah, it. this card's good. It's just the yeah. it, it's like boring good, but good. Yeah, solid limited card too. Instant AK blast. Instant yep. AK blast. Just add water to or just add earth, I guess, in this in this scenario. I um, love it. Yeah, dude, he's just uh, he's here to be a Medine on a budget. Basically, absolutely, uh, big fan. Uh, next up, we've got um, a new snow, a four CP ice forward, um, eight K job sentinel and Lassie. Um. 
when snow enters the field, you may pay one. I guess you may pay crystal. Mm -hmm. If you do choose one of the following, freeze all the forward opponent controls, freeze all of the backups and opponent controls. Pretty interesting. Yeah. Um, I mean, freezing all yeah. their backups like like later into the game is actually crazy tempo swing. Mm -hmm. Like all of a sudden they can't do anything. Um, yeah. Yeah, I think he's certainly like in a world where we're not really playing any snows right now. Mm -hmm. Yeah, definitely a contender for a snow of, for snow of the week for the snow that yes, I choose indeed. to play. Yeah, <laughs> the weather report snow the <laughs> RVA returners the report snow of the week. Snow of the week brought to you by Jack Garland. To <laughs> <laughs> you by Jack Garland, attorney at law. The fuck, man. Is there chaos stupid. in your life? You may be entitled to compensation. Tell, tell chaos we mean business. I love it. I love it. And then the last one here on this um on this card gamer crop here was a new samurai. It's just a two CP fire backup standard unit. Uh, when samurai enters the field, gain a crystal. Um, and then you can dull, put samurai into the break zone, choose a forward. This turn, if it would take damage, the damage is increased by a thousand instead. Uh, you may use this ability. Uh, you may only use this ability on your turn. So not awful. Just I mean, it's it's a relevant name in a relevant world. Um, does a relevant thing for the deck. So not too shabby. Yeah, um, I think he'll see play. Yeah, I agree. I agree. In what capacity? I don't know. But he che he checks all the boxes you need. <laughs> um, so John, that's it for the card game magazine, and we got some fresh ones. I guess hot off the presses this hot morning. Oh wait, no, there was a samurai, Chris. Did we get the samurai backup? Oh uh, yeah, that that was the last one I just talked about. Oh sorry, 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 sorry. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, that's the yeah that's the the one. But um yeah, hot off the presses here. We got some ones here from uh Tokyo uh game show TGS. If you're nasty, um and let's start with uh let's start with the the best girl, John. Let's start with the ice legend Terra. She's a uh, four CP eight K, job Magitech Knight. Um when Terra enters the field, you may reveal any number of summons from your hand. When you do so, choose up to the same number of characters as the summons you revealed, dull and freeze them. Then, when you cast a summon, choose up to one forward and up to one backup, dull and freeze them both. No, dull or freeze the former, and then dull and freeze dull or right. freeze yeah, the latter. Yeah, you get to choose yeah, yeah, yeah. one or the other for both. Mm -hmm. And you can split it, which is nice. Yeah. Um, I think. That this Terra is really, really good, but yep. mm -hmm. ice summons are bad. Yeah. So she's Agreed. in this weird spot where um, she's really, really good, but I think that she doesn't. She's it's hard to enable her in a mono mm -hmm. ice deck. So that makes us wonder about and a phrase I've already seen today, Chris: the revival, the resurgence of Fire Ice Final Fantasy VI. Um, yep. I'm not convinced on the fire side yet, besides just generically good fire cards. We'll see. Yep. General Leo is not doing it for me. We'll get to him in a bit. Yep. But, um... We'll actually segue to him next because yeah. of that. But this Terra is, uh, stellar. And really, finally, a cool summon synergy with a Terra that mm -hmm. is a payoff that's worth. I think this yeah. Terra is very interesting in Ice Wind. Mm-hmm where you're casting yeah, a lot of summons uh, and doing weird things with cheapo summons. I think it's pretty cool. I agree. Definitely agree there. Um, and again, I think where it has the Fire Ice 6 implications is that deck is typically playing like super cheap summons anyway. It's playing like the 1CP Zalera's, the 1CP Belias, maybe um, 
what was the 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 one CP? Was it a carbuncle or something like that? Or that's a two CP carbuncle? Or you know, it, it's basically it's it's just playing these super cheap, efficient summons. So, and it could be relevant dulling something and then dulling a backup to if your opponent does have an answer, making it very awkward for them to answer it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So you can just dull the backup, dull the forward, give your guy hey swing through. You know what? There are some implications, but I agree with you. I think um. I'm going to need to see a little bit more before I'm completely sold on her. She does. She's a good card, but how good is she going to be? Yeah. Because the fire FF six card they showed us, John just fucking ain't it. That's for sure. It's you know what? The nice General... thing about general Leo is Chris, he's going to be an inexpensive full art to add to my collection. <laughs> Absolutely. And uh, look at those lips. He is easy, breezy, beautiful cover girl. Um, but let's read him. He's a 4CP8K job captain. Players cannot cast summons. The forge you control must block if possible. Um, yes, he's just a, a rare. But, John, I think the the reason this card is bad, why the hell would I, if I'm in red, why the hell would I ever want to not be able to cast my own Amaterasu? Yeah, so um, Fire has excellent summons. Yep. Why would I want to... Put Cecil text on my guys ever. What? Yeah, I would never want that. Why does he have this this drawback? Do you really think that a four drop 8k that says players cannot cast summons was unfair? Like, you know what I mean? Like, literally, mm-hmm. it, it's like the Emperor turned off action abilities and it only did it for your opponent. Like, this guy, yeah. he's turning off summons for both of you. That seems like it's yeah. a, a significant deck building, like, playstyle cost. Mm-hmm that i don't have to be punished for that i don't understand and this is a flavor question mark for me as well because general leo doesn't stop anybody from using any kind of summons ever (laughs) he has Mm -hmm. nothing to do in fact at all with espers uh you know i'm sure he got a little uh you know help from magic along the way i know he doesn't you know he wasn't infused but still you know i don't think he has uh, anything against magic or, or anything like that you know he's just and the forwards you control must block i don't get it but yeah it's uh not... but hey general leo has some new art so you know that's yeah cool. and you can fuel that s ability on no does the other one even have an s ability yeah he sure does dude shock sure does so yeah you're fueling the one you're not playing anyway so there we go yeah uh it's three it costs three and s and deal five thousand damage to all their forwards mm. yeah we're not doing that there's mm. boy we are buying the 747 to get the free peanuts on that's that right. one, aren't we well, next up, John, we got a really, I think this card is solid. You know, we've talked about, like, the wind uh, archetype casting a bunch of cards. Ooh, Leko um, Haboka! Yeah, Leko Haboka. <laughs> Somebody said last night, I think this was uh, Alex uh, Hickox, uh-huh. he said, it sounds like a Hakuna Matata thing. Leko Haboka. And we were talking about how it doesn't do anything when you first play it, right? It's just like, a, it's for later, but it's like this vanilla thing. Yeah. And, and he's like, yeah, it's like a um, Hakuna Matata thing. And he just goes, it means no value. <laughs> <laughs> I was dying, dude. <laughs> no, absolutely. Well, I think this card's actually pretty till neat, right? Um, it's a game till the end of the until yeah, yeah, fucking true. Um, but again, because I feel like it's not a proactive card, that's really the 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 hindrance of it. But it's a four CP uh win backup job military advisor category eleven. Um, at the end of your turn, at the end of each of your turns, if you have cast three or four cards this turn. You may put uh, Leko, uh, was it Leko Habuka, Habuka into the break zone. 
If you do so, search for one character of cost four or less and play it onto the field. At the end of each of your turns, if you have cast five or more cards this turn, uh, put them in the break zone. If you do, search for a character cost of cost eight or less and play it on the field. John, is the juice worth the squeeze on this one? If you're doing the Renoa stuff, or not Renoa, Rosa. Rosa if stuff. you're doing the Rosa stuff and you get to five, and whatever mm -hmm. you do, what you're doing isn't like, basically that is like, hey, dude, they let you get to five, you should win. So the fact mm -hmm. that this is like this redundant effect on that, I think is pretty cool. Um, that just kind of like makes that a win condition more than it is right now. Because I think we've seen yeah. a lot of people doing Rosa stuff and that is the juice worth the squeeze question is certainly coming to my mind over and over again as I see and play Rosa. Um, so I think this is an interesting card. We'll have to see, Chris, whether the mm -hmm. speed on this is a problem or not, right? Because this yep. is a slow, slow card that's doing... You know, you're basically paying four to play this, and then way later you're gonna get rid of your backup to do something cool, and, and like mm -hmm. you play a character, and like I don't know, it's interesting. It, it's almost like you know, like a Star Sybil is a kind of card where you play it, and then it searches for you know, like all these different yep. cool cards you like, and then later you put it into the break zone and you play a character of five or less onto the field. Mm -hmm. Uh, so it kind of ends up. Star Sybil is just like a better version of its first ability, except it doesn't search for the character, but it kind of does, because when it enters the field, it searches for, you know what I mean? So it's like, yeah. I don't really know. I guess you're really looking to get the the eight or less thing. It's This card is so cool. I just have a hard time knowing, like making a call on whether or not it'll actually be played or, or yeah, be like, worth cause playing. Yeah, because I'm just thinking of some like random play lines. Like, you know, you've got, you've got four backups. You play... Barts, whatever you do a thing, you play Barts, you untap, mm -hmm. um, you do another thing, maybe play Ash, draw a card, um, at the end of the turn, um, then you tap, you play this. That's that's the third card. Um, you do that, you draw the card with Ash, you trigger its ability, you grab Vada from the deck, you play Vada, untap your backups, and you go into your opponent's turn untapped and ready to rock. Um. I don't know. Like, I, I think it does some neat things. Yeah. I mean, it's on par for when Wind has so many ways to basically free play stuff right now. And then, you know, again, if you're, but I feel like the turn you're doing also, I guess also in the lock decks too, right? You know, being able to do this, maybe grab, does that deck still play uh what's his nuts? Um, I can't remember his name now. Category 10. Uh, uh, the guy who the guy who got Guido banned. I can't remember. Barrelai. Barrel oh, yeah, they still play Barrelai and yeah, uh, Hope. I mean, grabbing Barrelai at the end of your turn seems pretty okay, you know, at the cost of it. But again, I don't know. Like, again, I, I have to see how those play lines kind of unfold. It, it reads really well, but again, is, is it going to be worth it? Yeah, I, um, we'll see. I mean, there's definitely, so I'll say this. Earlier I said I didn't know if it would see play. It 100%, people are going to try to yes, discard. absolutely. I just don't know if it's going to be uh, worth it. We'll see. We'll see. Yeah. I've got, I've got my eye on this one. He's on my, he's on the watch list. Chris. That's right. That's right. We, we he's, he's he, we've got a we've got a detective shadowing him. At bolo, dude. <laughs> got a bolo right. alert. Be on the lookout for for like a hobo. <laughs> and uh, speaking of uh, speaking of a police alert, we got a fucking we got Amber DOA one eight seven. Fucking this guy is dead on arrival. We've got a new <laughs> palum fucking call the coroner baby this guy is going nowhere um another palum legend god damn it he's a 2cp 4k job apprentice mage 
John, if there was ever a card I want to be wrong about, I really hope it's this one. I'm probably not going to be, but again, I will I will eat my hat on this card gladly. Mm -hmm. um, so he's a 2CP 4K forward, Job Apprentice Mage. At the end of each of your turns, place one uh, EXP counter on each Job Apprentice Mage you control. So basically, you're just putting it on himself. I hope we see a new uh, new Porum that, that gets the same thing. Um... Then for each experience counter placed on Palum, he gains a thousand power. But then he has a neat ability: um, choose a forward, deal it two thousand damage for zero. If there are three or more um, EXP counters placed on Palum, deal it eight thousand instead. You can use this ability once per turn, so you can use it on your turn. You can use it on your opponent's turn. Pretty neat. Yeah, but John, um, this guy's just dead. This this guy's just dead. Yeah. So okay, let me go over the highlights first. Sure. Because mm, um, there's a little bit of good here. The art. Well, first of all, we'll start with the Amano art. Beautiful. Second, mm -hmm. you don't remove the counters. Yep. Right. So, um, as basically, once you get there, every turn, including on your opponent's turn, you can shoot something for 8K. Right. Oh, 8K blast. 8K blast. Here's the deal. Uh, this guy's gonna get the old 8K blast. <laughs> oh, the old 5K blast. He's gonna get. He's gonna get the five K blaze. They're gonna play blaze and kill this guy. Add something else, dude. Like I don't. Yeah. Uh, I the, you have to put this in your deck. This means you have to not play other cards to play this. Yeah. I don't know that he is that kind of guy. That kind of card. Um, he's definitely not. What you phoenix him in, and he comes in, and then you can immediately use his free ability to deal two K. Does he go in? ping decks where you can freely ping for 2k even if you ignore the counter part i maybe uh, question mark uh, i don't know dude uh this guy's got an l on the bottom of the card and we're taking an l on this one i think it's about time that fire started to maybe get some questionable legends again unfortunately this guy he's 10 this was sets, a hard overcorrect dude he's 10 sets removed from the last palom legend and i think the last it's like they kind of are in the same locker room sitting on the bench. I don't... Exactly. No, I mean, obviously him costing two just it does open up some avenues for him, but none of those, those are all darkened streets with, you hear a wolf howling down it. <laughs> um, there's, there's trash just dusting its way across the street. Those are streets, John, it's dark, and those are streets I don't want to go down. <laughs> Chris, he's a, you know, he needs a guardian. He's he does. Poor, this poor child cannot be left on his own. He doesn't do much by himself. I mean, exactly. and, and of course, Chris, the implication uh, that this Palum is going to have a Porum that also is an apprentice mage, and they will both be putting counters on each other, probably, right? You know, they'll be, uh, you know, Palum and Porum will have some kind of. She's also going to have some passive ability. It's either going to put an EXP counter on the mage. It probably is, so that they can both be used by themselves, right? Yeah. And then there's going to be, for each EXP counter placed on Porum, Porum probably gains 1,000 power, and then Porum will have her own ability. Either uh, neg or bounce something. Negative or damage whatever. would, or negative power would be what it needs to be. Yes. For me to maybe consider anything yep. else. Maybe a draw a car. I don't, I don't know, dude. It's, it's a tough sell. We'll see. It is. And I don't know if there's any other apprentice mages other no, than no, no, them. No, no, no. For now, it's it's definitely like They're a thing it. that's just made. They made a unique job for them, so that they could have this ability work for just both Palom and Porum. I think. Yes. And just you know, so they could do the parts, thing. Uh, I guess. Yeah. So not too terribly sold. Again, it's a mixed bag, but that's very typical with the, the beginning of. 
the counters he puts on the other people don't do anything for him, right? Exactly, that's the problem. I'm sorry, I cut you off. I really just like recognize that as I read. I'm like, it doesn't even matter if you have four guys who get counters. Yeah, like, he only gives a shit about himself or herself. No, there would have to be another. Um, no, himself, himself. Yeah, yeah, there would have to be another. We have to see. This card's not enough by itself. It really isn't, but we'll see. Maybe the maybe the Porum will add some. Uh, you know, maybe the Porum will draw you some cards or May something, have. just something May to have. offset playing them. Hmm. But we'll see. We'll see. But that's all we got for spoilers, John. Unless I missed anything, I don't think I did. I think that's it, dude. Yeah, so definitely a mixed bag. Um, there's some cards I want to play. I mean, I'm already excited that I can continue to play Sky Pirates into the next set. I'm excited that I can dust off my King's Glaives in the next set. Um, a lot of really cool stuff happening. Really, really excited to see where, uh, where was it Crystal Dominion or Opus 15, as I will continue to call it, as I've said. We'll see where that goes. A um, mm-hmm. lot, of, lot of neat upcoming things uh, to look forward to there, uh, John Quixote. Up but... and coming at <laughs> John Quixote. No, go ahead. I just I was just laughing. I said oh. up and coming, and then I laughed at John Quixote. That's yeah, all that it gets you every time. <laughs> but uh, you know that's all good and well. But let's go ahead and you know that's upcoming. But let's talk about now and what you know what we've been uh, been doing, John. So like the main topic I wanted to talk about is something that I've just been thinking about a lot, um, and I think about it a little bit more since I've been a little bit more removed from the game. Just how how critical replay has become to this game, and how just how big it is. I feel like in a lot of Japanese card games. You mean right? uh, playing things like for free? Yes. Okay. Yeah. 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 Um, so and yeah, it's, dude. It's certainly, we're, grown we're a not, lot in this game. We're not paying an honest price for anything. We're not anymore. Yeah, we're at the we're thrift really shop. Not, and, <laughs> well, and it also creates just how we, we've gotten to that point in this game where, like, if there's not some way to either play it for free, play it at an extreme discount, like it's almost like the card just almost isn't worth playing anymore. Mm-hmm. Right, Chris. I'm and, looking for that Costco membership. Yeah, you know how it is. I want. I want to spend my CP, and I want to get value in bulk. That's what yes. I want, dude. That, that's that's where I'm at. I'm sitting here, and I want the the bulk value CP monks package, mm-hmm. where uh, you know, I just buy one, get one free with Yang. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I like yeah. Buy one get one free. And he prints a coupon out of the machine at checkout, dude. Like, that's <laughs> that's what I'm looking for. I want that mega value. I'm a I'm a super couponer now. Right, extreme couponing. Back, yeah, back in the day, dude, I just I was excited to you know I I had some money and I was able to buy my own groceries. And then you start to realize, okay, this stuff may be a little bit expensive. So then you sign up for the grocery store card, and you're starting to get a deal here and there, a coupon here and there. But then I'm not not then, getting name brand cereal. Then you're like, but Costco though. And then Chris, you min max your shopping, and next mm-hmm. thing you know, you've got a membership, and you know you're you're cutting that grocery bill. You're slashing it. You're slashing it, brother. <laughs> you're cutting it like you're cutting palum from any future fire decks. Yeah, exactly. You've got it. <laughs> You're there. You know what's going on. Yeah, it's it's um, that's just how it is, man. You're looking for that bulk buy. You're looking for that discount. We're smart shoppers now. We can't go back. You know, you the uh, it's the cats out of the bag kind of thing, right? Like, like we, I don't know how you reset that. I don't know yeah, that you have. I to agree. Reset that. It's once you go down that slippery slope, you you can't because I think what happens is, and we and we start to see it. Um, again, a perfect example, John. I'm really glad you said it that way. Um. Like I said, I play I play Dragon Ball Super as well, and they've kind of started to do kind of an over uh, a, a course correction there where 
they got to a point over the last few sets where everything was free. Free this, free that, for no drawback. And now what's happening is the player, they, they're, they're like, okay, we, we, we may have overdone this. So now these last yeah. couple sets have come out and they've kind of course corrected to free play now has a cost or nothing can cost less than this amount or you need to at least, you know, there's little things like that. And what what's happened is the player base has become so accustomed to this just willy nilly. Oh, I'm doing this shit for free and I'm going to do this for free. The card is the, the cost on the card has become just a, a, a suggestion, right? Like mm-hmm. when you buy a box of cereal and you see, oh, look at that. There's blueberries in there. And it's like serving suggestion, paying eight for this card, paying four for this card. That that's that's merely a suggestion at this point. You can <laughs> do it. Hey, you probably won't, but you could. Um, But and the the player base is crying foul because it's like man that's just not as good why can't i just play it for free well because so, now i'm having less fun because you let me do that thing before yep like, you, you gave me you the taste yeah you can't undo that and everybody is just like this is more fun and we all agree like it's not how it is dude mm-hmm. it, you know you don't watch an anime and then the guy just gets clapped 200 episodes in and mm-hmm. loses all of his power creep no mm-hmm. no no he, he needs to unlock the next mode dude it's always you know it just has to be Better, bigger, more, next, new, an evolution of itself, right? Sure. But then do you worry that the game, when you start getting, and I I think this is really the biggest downside to it, that when you start introducing all these free play mechanics, do you worry the game kind of goes off course and becomes something that it wasn't intended to be? Though one could argue by making these free play cards, that's how they're intending it to be. But we've also seen, too, with a lot of card games, that when they create these new cards, they're not in the lab testing it with cards from seven sets ago. You know what I mean? They're out there doing L3 practice. Exactly, exactly. So that's where, in my opinion, it becomes kind of a mixed bag, where you got this previously good card, like a very good card that that is fairly costed. It's an honest card that does a very good thing when it hits the board. But now it comes four turns sooner than it should. Mm. And now we've potentially run into negative play experiences. Um, Here's my take, Chris. Mm-hmm. You're playing a Final Fantasy game. Mm-hmm. What do the first ten hours of that game look like? Uh, <laughs> you're fighting nine garden gnomes. Now, what's hour 30 look like? Oh, you're fighting the garden gnomes <laughs> fucking deity guardian. Right, dude, you know, and of course, you know, these days we beat these games faster than that, but you know, when oh, I first played through Final Fantasy VII, it's like 50 hours, something like that, so it's just mm-hmm. like, you know, you're, you're like, I don't know, this is, uh, it's kind of the same, right? We started the game and it had to be slow. I mean, these guys made a game before mm-hmm. this, right? They made chapters. They knew that, okay, here's our roadmap, right? I, I don't think you go to design a game and you're like, all right, in two years, I don't know, we'll cross that bridge when we get to it. Right, mm-hmm. you, you probably have some kind of a plan. Like this is maybe not exactly like so. not exactly what's going to happen, but just an idea that over time things are going to get a little more, you know. And, and they saw how it happened in chapters, and they were able to reset everything by resetting mm-hmm. the whole game. And I yep. think that you, of course, if you're going to do that, you do have this like shoulders of giants situation with yourselves, where you're like, okay, mm-hmm. well, this is how we did it last time. Did we like that tempo? Do we want mm-hmm. to get there sooner? Do we want to slow it down? And mm-hmm. Um, so far, I'll say that I don't think it's ever felt problematic, although it has felt like it's going faster. And people use the word power creep, right? But would mm-hmm. you call, do you call it power creep when you're 
Like when you attack with the same melee attack that you've been, you know, the same fight command you've been using mm -hmm. since level one, and it does more damage. I mean, like that's just kind of like over time playing the game. Well, that's you know? leveling up, right? Yeah, that's yeah. leveling up and just the, the evolved, natural get, progression. Yeah, so the game's progressed, right? The, the game's mm -hmm. leveled up, and um, now we're here where it's like it's not just two cards that play things for free and they're better than everything, right? Mm -hmm. It's uh, it's very much a kind of an L three type of situation where yeah the cards from the last few sets play a lot of things for free and those things all kind of end up doing it in a world with each other like within that same context and they kind of balance each other out um and then there's more new kinds of counterplay for those things but then what ends up happening is in order to counterplay for those things the counters start to look crazier like a hecaton chair that just does ak and you compare it to things like medine you're like look what we used to have to do for this but yep. it's like it's different and it's okay if everything everything across the board slightly evolves right because then the context changes and it doesn't feel that different it just is mm -hmm. faster like it's technically faster and you're technically doing more but it's mm -hmm. like games last the same amount of time you know it's like there's mm -hmm. similar early mid late game i would i would even say that games are probably i mean Maybe Would you longer, say yeah. the game is maybe, I don't know, it's hard to say, like, I want to say it's faster, but then when, like, you wipe your opponent's board, it, 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 it's almost tight it to depends. a point where it's like, you're wiping each other's board every turn, and then they're rebuilding four more forwards. Yeah, in some matchups it's like that, right? Um, yeah. There's definitely still, like, a tempo value kind of yeah. game going back and forth with forwards. There are, right now, there's a, a aggro is pretty popular, and this is how mm -hmm. the pendulum swings, right? Mm -hmm. um towards the end of this set people are really going to figure out those rosa list those mobius list the value list like the monks decks mm -hmm. are going to be pretty polished and practiced and yeah. i think things are going to be more even uh, mm -hmm. i think we're probably going to see things be more even in two weeks mm -hmm. but it's just one of those things where uh when everything is a little crazy it's just the new normal right mm -hmm. it's the new context so maybe yeah there's something to be said for pining for the old days right f3 f5 but i think that um i mean yeah things are going faster is that bad is that so bad always it can't always be bad no it, i and i agree with you um on that point as well and, and it's like we just kind of see the evolution of these cards like for the longest time john it was really just like alcid the six drop vanille and lena like that <laughs> gold was it. oh and gold bass and gold bass <laughs> But, like, that was really it. And each of them, like, and I, because the six drop vanilla was what? She was Opus 1 or Opus 2? I think she's Opus 1. Because she didn't really pop off. And then it, you, you get, but also, too, again, it goes back to that natural progression because she didn't really pop off until Yang Ursula came out in Opus 3. Yeah. And then her in Opus 4, right? Or no, Opus 2, her into Vincent into Yuffie. Yuffie, yeah. 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 So that was a thing, and then it was like, okay, now I can do that and Yang Ursula, and then it was a then it was an Opus Five or Opus Four, Opus Five, or even Opus Six, because it was the Turbo Killer where you had like the, uh, and it's so funny we talk. I love you know, and I love that old big doofy Mono Earth deck. And what's crazy is John, the further away we get from that deck, the more a lot of decks kind of look like that deck. Yeah. Now, yeah. it's so funny to think about. Um, like I would almost like to see somebody sleeve that deck up now and see what happens. Yeah, so it's like the thing is, you know, you had these lines that could do things like that. Like you had a mm -hmm. Golbez that would come out and break himself and play four things under the field. Mm -hmm. But 
those cards, the quality is higher yes. and it's more consistent. Mm -hmm. Right? But that's true of things that aren't just free playing. So the quality of monks is higher and they're more consistent. The quality of samurai cards is higher and they're more consistent. The quality mm -hmm. of dragoon cards is higher and they're more consistent. And it's like, yep. and these things just become archetypes that are viable. It's just, mm -hmm. I think that if there were one or two decks that were dominating everything and they had this to an extent more than the other decks mm -hmm. that played all these things for free, it would be a problem. I think that the question just has to be with the way things look right now. It's like, are you okay with the game like evolving, or do you just prefer personally the older cards? And like, that's okay mm -hmm. if you do. I don't think it's unhealthy for the game to be evolving at the pace it is mm -hmm. right now. Uh, and that's just my opinion. But no, you know. I agree, and and that's and that this whole main topic is just kind of that yeah. that opinion piece. Exactly. Um, now I also. I also worry, and I guess this is the only thing I really worry about because I love having those lines of play where I can, you know, bypass the cost of this card, which is going to allow me to further my, you know, whatever. It, it allows me to play otherwise previously unplayable cards. Chris, it's like, rewarding for deck construction in a way that deck construction wasn't rewarding before. I mean, yes, if you think absolutely. about it, you used to play a lot more generically good cards in the color and less cards mm -hmm. that had specific synergies. Now it just feels like things are crazier because it's like, well, 30 out of the 50 cards of my Monk's deck all have synergies with each other. And it's like, yep. that's awesome because it makes my decisions harder. It makes deck mm -hmm. building feel more rewarding. And it means that when they just make a new set and they introduce like one or two Monk's, it actually like makes everything really cool again and kind of spins this archetype back up. And I think they've very successfully recently been ramping up different strategies to kind of match the same speed. Mm-hmm that some of the top decks are going right now. Which I think is really cool, because, you know, to, to touch back on the otherwise, you know, previously unplayable cards, like, look at the biggest glow-up in the game, our man Mott. <laughs> you know, Mott's probably become, Chris. like, he's like a cornerstone <laughs> of that deck now. Do you remember our conversation about the Mott the first time you played I do remember. I, it was the moment that I realized that he had the biggest glow-up when I was, like, I was just getting back into playing Monks, and I was like, man, because, like, when you look at the deck on paper, you go Ooh. with... You go with like the um, just with the trend, right? Okay, like you look at all these cards. Ursula is really the the core of this deck. You want to do Ursula things, and you're like you're looking at the list and your list, and you're like, why? The, I don't know about Mott. Like I'm not sold on him yet. Yada yada yada. And then you do the thing with the new Yang. You literally said to me, "I just don't." Under you go, "I like the monks. I just don't understand why Mott is in this list." And I said, mm -hmm. "You play him for free off of Yang." And then you looked at Yang and read Yang again. You go, "Oh, yep." Yep. All right. Yep. I That's insane. It. Yep. All right. <laughs> yep. That's insane. Card's great. Well, yep. Okay. Best card in the deck now. Yeah. It's um. It's just one of those. It also ends up just being nice for consistency because yeah. getting to the pieces of those combos is important. It's mm -hmm. what lets you do those explosive turns. And again, that's just what, exactly what we were just saying, right? Is it's the consistency for the cards that have synergy with each other has just been raised. The yep. quality of the plays is higher. And I think, and again, I think what makes that so important, and this is why I'm totally not against the amount of free play um, in games, um, but I'm also all for it being kind of controlled. Um, and I'll, I'll, I'll double back on that in a second. Like it does allow me answers, to play. I agree. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I, I do like, I do like the fact that I can play previously unplayable. I mean, again, look at Sky Pirates as a perfect example. Again, I know I'm balls deep in that deck all the time, but like. A card like Balthier last set was pretty under the radar, but then they just made another card like Vaughn, which again allows more free play. 
um, it's, it's actually turned that into a competitive archetype where it's just been sitting in people's bulk boxes. You know what I mean? Um, and then again, monks is another perfect example where like when Ursula came out, like that, de- I mean, Ursula was a fucking like $4 legend. And then they printed a card like Sophie and then they made Yang that really just, this deck is now firing on all cylinders. And now Ursula is what a $30 fucking legend now. Chris, I bought more than 10 Ursula's for a dollar. Yes, I did too. I bought all of my Ursula's for like a dollar. Yeah, uh, they were $2 and there was a 50% off sale. Yep. And I bought 10 Ursula's for a dollar. Yeah. I you just have, said, I already looked at it. 30,000 <laughs> trillion percent positive off of that. I looked at it and I just went, this card just gets better. Yeah. And it's nuts already. Yep. So I should probably have some of these. Yep. Yeah, it worked Absolutely. Out. Yeah, and then and then you see um, but then on the flip side of that, I do I don't want to see cards not being played as they were. And the reason I say that is I don't want to see cards get banned just because they fucked up, mm-hmm. right? Like a perfect example. Again, this is this doesn't matter because it has very little competitive impact. But you have a card that lets you play Yizmat for free, right? Yeah. Like on paper, you shouldn't be allowed to do that. Like that card costs nine for a reason, right? This is so funny, um, dude. Uh, I'll talk. But, but I'll, I, go ahead and finish. But no, I was gonna say. But I mean, there, there's really not much impact there. But also, you have cards that exist like Amaterasu that can stop stuff like that. Cole. But I think mm-hmm. if we're gonna continue to play cards that allow other cards to just pop up whenever the fuck they want to, you need to have more of that kind of control counterplay. Yeah, I'm just going to say, man, that uh, the hazmat thing specifically is so interesting because, like you said, it's a nine-cost card. You shouldn't be able to play that for free, right? And then, like, yesterday, somebody at Locals, they played the wall, and they played Yazmat for free. And I was just looking at it, and I go, man, that's, like, so not scary. Like, the Mm -hmm. BFA would be so much worse. I think a lot of people are really like the the Yazmat there because it's like, well, I'm playing this nine-cost thing. But, like... Mm -hmm. I was like, damn, dude, if BFA was at that, would be fucking terrible. Like, yeah. when I try to do something to him, somebody dies, he just plows through my board, he deletes my board every turn, and... Um, Even and, playing that guy for free shouldn't be allowed. Well, right, you right, right, it mean? shouldn't be, it shouldn't be. It's But what I'm saying is that's kind of maybe to my point of, like, as crazy as it seems on paper through mm-hmm. the old context, right? Yes. It's not that crazy now kind mm-hmm. of thing, you know? It's like, yeah, wow, my God, he played that nine cost for free. It's like, yeah, but, like, the impact wasn't, like, as if you spent 9 CP on something else, like Leviathan. Yep. Right? Like, imagine, the, like, the difference between, like, Wall, Yasmat, maybe break one of your guys, right? Mm-hmm. And Leviathan, it's, like, it's a very, they're very interesting differences there. In the Wall, yep. it costs six, but he plays mm-hmm. a nine cost for free. So I think that also in that kind of sense, right, they know what cards they're letting accelerate like that. And outside of maybe Sophie as an example, right, um, I mm-hmm. think most of the things that they ramp up are usually, like, they were slower or older or not fast enough, right? So mm-hmm. it kind of catches them up, like monks, yep. right? Uh, Sophie maybe is is <laughs> is over. Maybe a little too fast. She's, she's, yeah. She, <laughs> yeah. I don't know why she draws a card on top of everything else she does. Um, and her synergies put her over the top. The fact that there's like like this Venn diagram with five different circles, and she's in the middle of like yep. ways to play her from the break zone and things like that. Um, mm-hmm. Definitely, I don't want anybody to think that I don't think Sophie is like nuts, right? 
Yeah, but, she's, she's uh, busted. The card's really busted good. Yeah, but at the same time, uh, she doesn't win everything, you know? So True. it's like, it's still, she's just, in that same new context, that's just what top tier looks like. Yep. So, I don't know. I, I am also, I guess, a little bit less prone to being upset about like like power creep type mm -hmm. stuff there's only one game yeah. i can think of where it got to a point where i actually was like i don't enjoy this anymore but i did get mm -hmm. to that point and i wonder what it would take for final fantasy to feel to me the way that pokemon started to feel where all of a sudden cards are like basic pokemon that have 300 something hit points and i'm just sitting there mm -hmm. remembering like dude i remember when i evolved twice and had 120 hit points and that was busted yep like things have three times the health and they die in like one or two hits it's like that's just how accelerated and then you draw like more than two prizes for killing the thing like the mm -hmm. game is just so accelerated everything is just like a multiple of what it used to be and yeah i, I maybe if like more cards started dealing more than one damage mm -hmm. or things like that um it would start to feel similar i don't know i i wonder what final fantasy would have to do for me to feel like it was too crazy yeah because i mean and and who knows you know maybe that's really the next what scares me is that you know, I'm I'm glad you mentioned the double damage thing because there's only two cards I can think of right now that do like double strike effectively, and that's the the archangel and I the mean, shikaris do like a triple damage on attack. And yeah, then oh yeah, Luso yeah. Shikari. also activates his like thing on attack, but and then and then uh uh BK Behemoth King. Yeah, and Behemoth King, but they're pretty careful with it. And out of mm -hmm. all those cards that we just named, it's like one of them definitely never didn't see much play, like Luso. Yeah. And the shikaris exactly. are pretty niche. Kind of fringish, yeah. Yeah. And Behemoth K even isn't uh too nuts. Yeah, I mean just purple in general right now mm -hmm. doesn't really see a whole whole lot of life. Yeah. But but also because there's not really a whole lot of uh not a whole lot of free play happening in that archetype right now. That's true. I mean uh you do get uh, purple is starting to get a lot of discounts, Chris. Like the yep. this uh Regis, like I said, on top of the Glauca stuff, like imagine mm -hmm. like Regis Glauca Stern. It's just all of a sudden it's mm -hmm. like, Whoa, hold on, dude, my King's Days are like <laughs> they all cost yeah, one. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So uh, I don't know. Yeah, I, I guess maybe if you were if you were here for the doom and gloom of us being like everything costs nothing and, and it's it's unhealthy oh, for the game. Not oh, that's the phrase, dude. Right? It's unhealthy for the game. Well, you know, I think a lot of people are having a lot of fun playing. And uh, to me, at least as a as an observer, mm -hmm. um, I haven't seen the data reflect any kind of problem with anything being too dominant. Um, so I think they're doing a pretty good job of keeping it balanced as they keep tipping the gas a little more, right? Like, yeah, it's, it's just like a Final Fantasy, Chris, dude. We're leveling up, dude. We, we've got stronger weapons, stronger armor, stronger magic, you know, and the enemies are stronger. You know, the, the things yeah. I'm going to have to fight against are also stronger. So yeah, I'm, I'm all for the, uh, the extreme couponing analogy. That's the name of the episode, by the way. Um, <laughs> I, I like the idea that, you know, we, we do still kind of have to jump through some hoops, but the payoff is worth it. You got to um, find the across... coupons. You got to clip the coupons. You got to source yeah, the gotta coupons. You got to go to this website, get the rebate, mail this in, and get dude, that but back. But then you know? it feels so good when it happens. Yeah. The payoff feels great. Yeah, when it's you look at combo. your bank statement or your receipt, you're like, mm, I just saved myself four. I just saved myself eight CP. Eight CP, dude. Oh, man, that's a discount. You got is. the old two CP hot dogs down there too. Oh Hell man, yeah. the two CP hot dog and coke combo. I Hell love it. Yeah, <laughs> that's that's what I'm that's what I'm here for. <laughs> but 
No, I, I do think um, just overall, I, I like the direction that it's gone. I, I, I think it's just really neat to see that that. And the, that's the reason I wanted to do this topic, um, mm-hmm. just because I think it's neat to see that has been the evolution of the game. We, we've seen more powerful forwards, but we've also seen how it, re, it stays so level across the colors that almost almost every color has some manner of free play that is relevant to i guess what am i trying to say like it, it's you're you're not tilting the scales in favor of one deck versus the other right because if everybody can do it is it broken or is that yeah. just the game it makes me think of um a card game i used to play epic and mm-hmm. the epic tcg the premise was that like through the context of any other game mm-hmm. every single card is busted and when every card yeah. is busted it's pretty balanced <laughs> yeah. yeah it's true it makes sense to me yeah that's just some food for thought you know you guys you know when we post this up comment tell me what you think about uh the the amount of free play that we're seeing um do you think it is healthy for the game do you think um that it can get out of control do you think it's a slippery slope um i think as long as i genuinely think and like you said they they know because if you look at chapters that game was a fucking mess by the end of it yeah, but and... I also I've heard I've heard like two different versions of that. I've heard that like, oh, it got so out of hand it was crazy. And then I've heard like mm-hmm. they knew they were ending the game, so they pushed it out of hand. No, and that's fair, so right? I, I, well, fuck know. it. It's... I don't know which one it is, so I'm just saying I've heard both ways, yeah. But either way, either way by the end of it it was just yeah. a just a mutated uh, a a Mr. Hyde of the Dr. Jekyll that it started as. Um and and I think because they they have learned from that experience. We, I mean, we're 15 sets in at this point, uh, soon to be 15 sets in at this point and nothing, you know, the ban list is still super, super small. Um, the, there's not really an errata list outside of like, oops, we forgot to, we, this was a bad translation or something. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Though mm-hmm. so really the only victim of a bad errata or bad translation is probably death machine. I think that card could have easily just been over the top nutso, but Again, when, when when a game's going on this long and that ban list is that small, like that, that's a win, right? Yeah, absolutely, man. Uh, they they do a very good job balancing cards in this game. You know, whatever yeah. whatever it is you think about it, uh, I you gotta admit that you have to. Yeah, find me another card game that's been going on for four years with a ban list as small as Final Fantasy. Yeah, I mean it's um. I mean, you you give you got to give Pokemon credit. I think Pokemon almost never bans stuff like good. Like, very, but they also have like rotations and things like that. But they have rotation exactly. That's what yep. I was just about to say. They have a rotation, mm-hmm. so it's like Final Fantasy. Every card from the beginning of the game is legal, and there's four bans. Yep. Yeah, it's uh, it's incredible, really. Yep. And even though something may slip through the cracks, I think even when they make new cards, like I mean, like like uh, again, the, another perfect example that we we've talked about here a lot is how Sophie literally just knocked on Lena's door and just said, it's time to come back. Like, <laughs> it, like Steve Sophie from Blue's Clues, dude. It was like Steve from Blue's Clues. They found him yeah. wherever they found him, and they were like, look, you're you're coming with us, dude. We're going to just make it work. <laughs> They're going to love you. Dude. Just follow my lead. That's right. And Lena pops up. I never forgot you. Yeah, Lena, I never all forgot you. you. Look at all she you. comes back. To, oh my god, dude! She comes back to this water earth deck, and she's like, "Wow, look at all you've accomplished." 
just know that I've never forgotten. <laughs> She's like, when we started, it was knights and and mimes. Now it's Sophie's and it's Sarah Mobius's. And nickel, even nickel sometimes. And nickel and drawing cards and dealing damage. It can be tough. Look at sometimes. all you've accomplished. <laughs> <laughs> I love I it. I never forgot you. <laughs> I fucking love it. But John, that's all I've got. Just a fun little, just a fun little food for thought topic. But again, if you what, tell us what you guys think about just how much free play is in the game and how if you like the game, if, especially if those who've been around for a lot longer, you know, do you like the game now versus Opus Two, Opus Three, Opus Four? You know, because I, for one, I, I I I yearn for the days of old, but I also like that there's decks that are playable now that you would like. Again, going back to the fucking kites, dude. Fucking if kites was printed three sets ago, that card would be sitting in kids' bicycle spokes, or it'd be a bookmark somewhere. <laughs> He's in the bicycle spoke. Yeah, but like now it's like a legit relevant card. Yeah. So like I love that the the these free these decks that have these free play options, these free play legends and heroics that just they they allow people to play. And that's one thing I will say about this game. There are so many playable archetypes. Like you can go to a tournament and you'll know the heavy hitters in the room, but it's so easy for something excuse me, out of left field to just be like, oh shit, this deck just made top cut. I don't know what the fuck this thing does. They're playing Opus 1, what the fuck ever. You know what I mean? Yeah, and this deck is very rewarding for creative players and deck builders. Yeah, I agree. I agree. And when they allow these opportunities to play these otherwise unplayable cards, it just it just makes the game better and allows just allows more people to do more things. So I'm all for it. That's really the long and short of it is I'm all for it. Just make sure that you balance it out with things that can stop it again. A card like Amaterasu is a perfect example of that. Mm -hmm. Or Yastola, something. You know what I mean? You have you have cards already that can do that, and I'm all for it. But, John, any other parting thoughts? Because that's all I've got. That's it for me, Chris, besides, um, you know, League, or not League of Light, uh, the Haunted Hotels in two weeks. Yeah. I'll be there. Uh, mm -hmm. I'll be doing commentary, but I'll also be doing like gunslinging side event kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. um, so, you know, if you want to hang, if you want to say hi, you want to chat Final Fantasy, talk shop, talk octagon, talk whatever, uh, you know, I'll be there. So please come say hi. And, uh, yeah. you know, and, and, and I guess our next cast again. and our next cast, we'll just kind of do a recap of uh, Haunted Hotel. Yeah, it'll be right when I get back. So absolutely. It'll be fun. That's well, it. Awesome, man. That's all I got. So we'll go ahead and uh, we'll go ahead and play it off, John. John, John Quixote, go ahead and pack your windmill. <laughs> Thanks once again for listening to the RVA Returners podcast. If you like what you heard and you want to hear more, you can head on over to rvareturners.com.